You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now about to witness the strength of fantasy knowledge. Fantasy Sports Radio Network, you are now tuned in to the speeds and spitting statistician on Fantasy Freestyle. Up next on that cypher, the mic. On the microphone, you know that I'm one of the best yet. Dane Martinez. You know what it is. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, a.k.a. Speeds, a.k.a. The Spittin' Statistician. And you are listening live to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, to give a big shout-out to our sports byline affiliates around the country and to the service men and women out there listening on American Forces Radio Network, getting a little taste of home from the Spittin' Statistician, helping you win your leagues and win that cash. As always, I got my man Chris Bovard. Vonered a bounty hunter and manimal with me on a ones and twos, keeping you so hot that we sweat steam on a summertime Thursday, the first Thursday in August. Everybody's sweating a little bit. Uh, but we got a good show for you, okay? First of all, as usual, I'm going to give you what starting pitchers you need today in DFS and fantasy baseball to help you win some cash. But also, listen, tonight, right after I am done, you need to obviously stick to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network and listen to Red Heat and Rage with my man Gabe Morency. But also, you could put on mute. There is the first football game of the season. The Hall of Fame game is happening with the Cardinals and the Cowboys, I do believe. So I'm excited, and that also means that there is a DFS slate. So I'm going to talk to you about who you need to put in. It's a little bit different in preseason. So we're going to talk baseball DFS and football DFS in this episode. I continue to talk about a different team every week and spotlight the NFL. We have been in the NFC South all week long, and we finish it up today with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A lot of people are high on the Bucs. A lot of people are high on their now third-year quarterback, Jameis Winston. I'll break down everything you need to know about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we got some polls up right now, okay? So one of the polls is how you feel about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Their number this season for over-under is right there in the middle at 8. Do you think that you should take the over, the under, or pass on that bet? We also, as you know, we got a movie brackets going on right now, the sports movie brackets. We are in the basketball region. We got a 1-5 matchup. The one seed is Hoop Dreams. We know Chris Pavona does not like Hoop Dreams because they think he thinks it's a documentary, not a movie. But it's up against Space Jam, Michael Jordan, and Bugs Bunny. What could be better than that? When we come back, though, we're going to talk baseball. We're going to talk DFS starters. And uh, we may get some NFL DFS in as well. It's your boy, Dane Martinez, Speeds, the spitting statistician, right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Come on right back. Quarterback to receiver hookups. Running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at RotoExperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Ay, bendito. Welcome back 
to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's your boy Dane Martinez. Speeds the spitting statistician, so we do not need to go despacito. We keep it moving real quick here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Let's get into the starting lineup because I got a lot of things to talk about in this block. And we only got a little bit of time, okay? So first of all, some news and notes around Major League Baseball. Julio Tehran left Last night's start after five innings with thigh cramps. Remember, listen, it is now summertime down in hot Atlanta, so maybe that was an issue. They say he's going to be okay to make his next start. He's listed as day-to-day. He should be okay, but something to watch. Especially, remember, when he's at home, he gets lit up. Okay, When he's on the road, maybe a little bit better. These home road splits for Julio Tehran are really out of control. Matt Carpenter of the Cardinals was scratched yesterday versus Milwaukee. He is listed as day-to-day. He's dealing with a hip issue. And also news out of Detroit. The Tigers have put their starting pitcher, Michael Fulmer, on the 10-day DL. And it makes sense, okay, because he got lit up in his last start, but has been good for the most part. Maybe something's going on. The problem, though, is it's with his right elbow. And they're talking about ulnar uh, tendonitis. That UCL is really an important ligament. That's the ligament that they repair with Tommy John surgery. So I would be worried if I was a Tigers fan or a fantasy baseball owner of Michael Fulmer. Let's keep it moving, though, and talk about what I did last night because I got to spend some time on this because, boy, if you listened to me last night on the Fantasy Freestyle and you went ahead and used the two pitchers I gave you, you took all the money. Okay, I told you. That there was only a ten, in, in the 12 game slate that there was last night, nobody was over 10,000 on FanDuel. Dallas Keiko was the highest, but I told you to fade him because they still hadn't stretched him out, right, in his return from the DL, and he only went three innings. Excuse me. He went five innings. He went three innings in his first start off the DL. He only went five innings, though, and got the loss. Okay? Gave up three runs in five innings. That was not the move. Okay? I gave you two starting pitchers who I thought could have been better and were much cheaper. The first I gave you was because I'm on these Arizona Diamondbacks arms, and it was Zach Godley. Godley went six shutout innings in the when the wind was blowing in in Wrigley, and they beat the Cubs 3 nothing. So six shutout innings, not bad. Even cheaper, the guy I told you... Because I was mostly fading the Philadelphia Phillies. I told you to go with J.C. Ramirez last night at 7,600, okay? What did he do? He went eight shutout innings as uh, the Angels beat the Phillies 7 to nothing. So... If you listen to me last night, you got two guys that went a combined 14 innings and gave up no runs, both of them getting quality starts and shutout victories. All I know is if you listen to speed, you took home some cash last night. So you might ask yourself, self, who should I target then tonight? There are 10 games on the night slate. The highest is Corey Kluber at 11,100 on FanDuel. Listen, Kluber has been a stud striking people out, but he's facing the New York Yankees who have one of the highest run totals and the biggest offenses in all of baseball. So I think you can do better. In that same game, it's uh, worthy of note. Sonny Gray making his Yankees debut. He's listed at 9,100, but I would fade that against this Indians lineup and against Corey Kluber, okay? If you want to spend up, though, Alex Wood might be the guy at 9,600. He's going against Atlanta tonight. Listen, he strikes out 23% of the lefties he faces. He strikes out 29% of the righties he faces. The only question is, will he go six innings to get you that quality start? There have been times that he has not gone that deep. Remember, 
All the more reason I told you when the Dodgers got you Darvish at the trade deadline. I mentioned that Kershaw was the only pitcher they have that usually goes, you know, that averages more than six innings a start. Same can be said for Alex Wood, okay? So that would be the only hiccup there, but I like his strikeout upside even in that SunTrust ballpark, which has been playing great to left-handed power hitters. But remember I told you yesterday, Matt Adams is still out. He is not in the lineup today, still day-to-day with that dizziness that he had. Now, but if you want to spend much less money on FanDuel, I got two guys for you. All the way down to only $7,700. I like Parker Bridwell tonight against the Phillies. Remember, I was riding J.C. Ramirez against the Phillies last night. I am back at it with the Angels starter. This time it's Parker Bridwell. Bridwell has been surprisingly good this year, okay? A 2.83 ERA. Four straight quality starts. I think he gets another one tonight. And in those four starts, he's given up a total of five earned runs in 26 innings pitch. And remember, again, I am fading the Philadelphia Phillies offense. Remember, the second lowest run total in all of Major League Baseball. And that certainly didn't change last night when they got shut out by my pick, J.C. Ramirez. The other guy I want to note. If you're willing to go all the way down, the Oakland A's have activated Kendall Graveman for the start tonight against the San Francisco Giants. It is at San Francisco. So remember, if you're going from Oakland to on a road start, the the ballpark factor is usually a big deal. That is not a big deal going to San Francisco, which is also a pitcher's park. And remember, the Giants offense is no nothing to be scared of. Okay, um, I talked about the Phillies having the third the second lowest run total in all of Major League Baseball. The Philly, um, the Giants have the third worst run total, okay? So I think Kendall Graveman could be valuable at only 6,800 on FanDuel. But what I said, though, is there is football tonight. So uh, FanDuel and DraftKings, they are offering a two-game slate with tonight's Hall of Fame game and the first game of the real first week of the preseason, which happens to be next Wednesday, okay? So you got tonight the Hall of Fame game, Dallas and Arizona, and then next Wednesday, August 10th, the first game of the preseason, uh, first week of the preseason, when you have the Houston Texans and the Carolina Panthers. They're putting those two together as a two-game slate. Let me tell you what I'm thinking about this. First of all, if you're playing preseason DFS football... (laughs) No reason, no, no, uh, nothing better to do. <laughs> you, you know, like this is where you're going to win that cash. Fine. I'm playing it. So I think you should as well. But it may say something about your gambling tendencies if you're playing week one of the fantasy football season. But maybe this is where you can go because I do think there are going to be a lot of fish out there that are like, oh, football, and are just going to throw some things in their lineup. Remember, week one of the preseason, you have a ton of you know name value guys and starters that won't see the field at all, or if they do, will only be there for like a series, okay? You are looking... You're looking for new arrivals. You're looking for kind of people who are competing for, say, like the third wide receiver spot, the fourth running back spot. Those are the people who are going to get burned and play like two quarters worth of action. Okay, And also, in the first week of the preseason, in the second half of games, they're not lighting it up. They're doing vanilla stuff. Okay, so you're looking for who's playing in that like second quarter. That's when you're going to have actual um, players Okay, that are actually playing. The other thing that I consider is um, 
I would actually go to the tournament here, okay? My man Benny Ricciardi, you may have heard him earlier today on On Target Fantasy, which happens to be the FSWA award winner for the best radio show out there. That's my man Benny Ricciardi. That's uh, Jake Seeley and also my man Joey P. Joey Pizza Pizza. They say play the tournaments now because the Sharks are out there and they're playing 50-50s. They're playing the cash games, okay? So if you want to throw a lineup out there, do it in a tournament, and remember, you don't want the names. Okay, for example, in tonight's game, Cardinals and Cowboys, they've already said Carson Palmer is not playing at all. Okay, Drew Stanton may not be playing at all. So I'm about to say something which, you know, Bavona, I, I don't want you to make this a drop, okay, because I don't really want a record of me ever saying this out loud on air. But I think... That Blaine Gabbert is a great play for your quarterback spot, okay? He's the person who's actually going to be playing. And then what you also got to do is look at at the tight end position, for example. Look at which teams, you know, some teams have two tight ends on the roster. Other teams at this point have five, six tight ends on their roster. You want to go where the options are limited, okay? So, for example, in Dallas, you know, for example, in Dallas, you got... You know, Jason Witten, obviously, but he's not going to be playing a lot in week one of the preseason in the Hall of Fame game. I'm talking about my tight end that I like is Rico Gathers. He is the like backup to the backup in Dallas, and he, in my opinion, is going to actually be on the field and get snaps and have opportunity. Similarly, I stay away from all of the Houston Texans wide receivers. Why? Because Will Fuller just got hurt. They're not going to risk Braxton Miller. They're not going to risk Jalen Strong, people like that, okay? That's what you got to do. Look at the competitions. Look at these guys that they actually want to see, which are not going to be much, okay? And if you're really in there on DFS for week one, more power to you. When we come back, we talk Tampa Bay Bucks right here on the Fantasy Freestyle. Let's go. Experts.com. Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Brand new for 2017, RotoExperts.com presents the Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Roll with me through the 2017 season as I get you ready to draft and dominate all season long. It's only going to cost you 20 bucks to win your fantasy league this year. Hell, you spend 10 times that on a Friday night and leave empty-handed. The Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package features articles, videos, and rankings that will help you be the man in your home, office, or high-stakes leagues. Plus, you get private access to the Fantasy Executive Snapchat where you can interact with me directly. Head on over to rotoexperts.com and sign up for the Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package. Chill with me all season long and win big in 2017 with the Executive Edge Fantasy Football Package powered by RotoExperts.com. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle. It's your boy Dane Martinez, Speeds the Spitting Statistician with Chris Bavona. The bounty hunter on the ones and twos. Yo, Chris is bringing you that tribe call quest. And let me tell you something, Chris. I don't know if you know this, but um, 
This was the name of a championship-winning fantasy football team I had a few years ago. I had Peyton Manning, and you know how he was at the line all the time with Omaha? I named the fantasy football team Omaha, yes, oh my God, off of this song and the Omahas that uh, Peyton Manning used to do all the time. So big shout-out to all the guys in that league. They know what I'm talking about. But we got to get into the cypher. Like I said, it is football. It is officially upon us. So it begins. I hope you feel excited about it like I do. I threw a couple bucks into a two-game DFS slate. I told you about my thinking on that in the last segment. But I got some news and notes that I want to get around. First of all, big news today. And it's funny. As soon as training camp and practice starts, you start to remember how violent of a game football is and how much people get hurt. Well, in Miami tonight, quarterback Ryan Tannehill left practice today with a non-contact leg injury to his left knee. Remember, he tore his left ACL at the end of last season. He's wearing a brace on it. They said he was moving good, but he went down in a non-contact injury at practice today. There have been reports already that the first MRI came back with no significant damage, but since then there have been additional reports that that first MRI is incomplete conclusive and that he is potentially dealing with at least a hyper extension and may have some PCL damage as well. Not good news for the Miami Dolphins and Ryan Tannehill. The interesting part is, does this now create a market for Colin Kaepernick? Remember Baltimore we've been talking about, now Miami as well. There are going to be quarterbacks who go down. It is a war of attrition. So, uh... Keep your eyes tuned for that, just in case. Also, more injuries. Remember, I said this at the beginning of the baseball season. We're starting to see it now again. I had licensed certified athletic trainer Thomas Lowe on, and we talked about how hamstring injuries happen early in the season when people are working their way back into like football or baseball shape. And um, there were some of them today. Jets running back Matt Forte left practice with a hamstring injury. And in Tennessee... Uh, DeMarco Murray left with a hamstring injury and Corey Davis left with a hamstring injury. So the hamstrings are something to watch. Eagles wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey, who has a history of soft tissue injuries. He has missed his third straight practice with a shoulder injury. And then later in the day, news broke that Bengals high, you know, highly touted rookie running back Joe Mixon left practice, did not return with a foot injury. He is listed as day to day. Day. Then in Pittsburgh, their backup running back, James Conner, sprained his shoulder. He is also listed as day-to-day. Now, this is a shame because, remember, Le'Veon Bell is still unsigned, so there was a great opportunity for James Conner to start getting reps, even maybe running with the ones. Um, I still think he will be the handcuff, the handcuff to Le'Veon Bell as opposed to Fitzgerald Toussaint. Remember, I always talk about some buzz. There is buzz brewing in Chicago about wide receiver Cameron Meredith. They're saying that he is building chemistry with their starter, Mike Glennon. And uh, remember, I reported a few days ago, Marcus Wheaton is already injured. That wide receiver room is thinning. I know my man Corey Parsons, the fantasy executive, is extremely high on Cameron Meredith. Maybe that is founded because, uh, you know, it looks like he's building that chemistry with Mike Glennon. Also, I want to send a happy birthday. Day shout out. Tom Brady turns 40 today, still doing it. Also, Todd Gurley turns eh, less than 40. So, happy birthday to both of those NFL 
uh, studs, shall we say. Keeping it moving, though, I told you, we've been previewing the NFC South all week long, and we end that preview today with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Listen, I mentioned my man Corey Parson, the fantasy executive who does the fantasy football frenzy. Also, you can catch him on Roto Experts in the morning. He has been incredibly high on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, okay? He's been hyping up Jameis Winston. He's been hyping up O.J. Howard. A lot of t- people, you know, think that the Bucks are their darlings. So when I put up the poll question, which is the over-under on the Bucks. A lot of people, I expected to take the over. People thought they were a hot team, you know, things like that. I'll tell you if that's the actual truth a little bit later on in the show. But let's go position by position. First off, like I said, Jameis Winston at quarterback. Listen, my man Corey Parson has him as QB6. Right beneath studs like, you know... uh, Russell Wilson and Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. He is very high because he likes all the weapons that have been added to surround him. Remember, they signed Deshaun Jackson in the offseason. They drafted O.J. Howard very early. Now, Jameis Winston has thrown for over 4,000 yards in both of his seasons, 4,090 yards last year, 28 touchdowns. But here's the problem. 18 interceptions. That is a lot. I also love the weapons that are around there, but can he improve his accuracy? Can he cut the turnovers down? That will be the critical factor for James Winston. I am not as sold on James Winston as my man Corey is, but I do think he's right in that area of quarterbacks. With the Matthew Staffords, with the Kirk Cousins, with the Philip Rivers, with the Cam Newtons, with the guys that I will wait for and get without investing that draft capital. I have him as my quarterback 11 with tremendous upside. Remember with Mike Evans and Deshaun Jackson now on the sidelines and they are going to throw the ball. So maybe that is value. If you're waiting on quarterback Jameis Winston, if he's still around, he won't be around in any leagues that Corey Parson is in, but he'll be around in most of them. He's my quarterback. Back 11. At the running back position, I'm very conflicted here. Doug Martin, their number one running back, is suspended for the first three weeks of the season, okay? And the thing is, my man Pop Quiz, Jock Quiz Rogers, we have heard conflicting reports, okay? There have been times where they say that Doug Martin looks great and that he's bigger and faster and looking great. There's also been reports that there are no assurances that Doug Martin gets his job back after week three because of Jacquez Rogers, right? So I also think that this offense is now built to support Jameis Winston. They are going to be throwing the ball a lot. I am fading the running back room of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think this is going to wind up being a true committee. And if you spend to get Doug Martin, even though he's out for the first three weeks, I I don't know come week seven, eight, nine, who's going to be getting the bulk of the carries. This may be a true committee. I am staying away from it. And I think you should look elsewhere as well. However, You should look to the wide receivers of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, okay? Mike Evans is an absolute beast. He was wide out four last year, 96 catches, 1,321 yards, and 12 receiving touchdowns. I usually say... 
that touchdowns are fluky for wide receivers. This is one of the few cases where it is not. Mike Evans is a true red zone stud. Mike Evans is a touchdown maker. He has been doing this ever since he was at Texas A&M with a quarterback named Johnny Football. I think it continues. He is a first round pick. He is a wide receiver stud. I can see you even taking Mike Evans over industry names like A.J. Green. I can see you thinking he is the second, third, or fourth wide receiver off the board. Here's the essential question when it comes to Mike Evans. What is the impact of Deshaun Jackson? Okay, and I'm an of a conflicted mind here. And I feel the same way when you talk about things like, say, the addition of Brandon Marshall to support Odell Beckham. Now that they have that real number two, you know, part of me would agree with the idea that, oh, now that you have Deshaun Jackson on the other side, coverages can't roll over to Mike Evans, right? So that might think it's better for a guy like Mike Evans, okay? Or it'd be better in New York for a guy like Odell Beckham having Brandon Marshall. However, on the other side of things, the fact that there is now a legit other threat, that's going to take some targets away, okay? That means he may have fewer targets. And also, specifically in Tampa, because Mike Evans and Jameis Winston connected on the most passes of 40 yards or more in the NFL last season. Now you bring in Deshaun Jackson. What is Deshaun Jackson? He is a deep threat. I mean, my man has a higher yards per catch than anyone in the NFL over the last few years. He only caught 56 balls last year. He's still got over a thousand yards okay my man is almost 20 yards per catch he is truly a deep threat so I think it's going to be interesting but I still love Mike Evans I think Mike Evans is still a beast the only caveat I have is if Deshaun Jackson takes some of those deep ball threats what I also want to tell you okay and if you listen to the fantasy freestyle on the fantasy sports radio network first of all download the fantasy sports radio network app this way you get me you get Benny Ricciardi Tony Tony Sincata, you get Matt Modica, you get Scott Angle, Corey Parson, Greg Sussman, the whole crew, and you get it for free, okay? But if you're just new to the game, I think Deshaun Jackson is a great option in what's called the best ball formats, where you don't have to pick your guys every week and have some on the bench. What you do is you have your entire team, and it's just like, who has the best, right? So in those games when Deshaun Jackson pops off, there are going to be games this season when Deshaun Jackson has four catches for 130 yards and two touchdowns. That is great in the best ball format, okay? So I like Deshaun Jackson as a best ball format kind of guy. I'm a little bit worried about what he means for Mike Evans, or maybe it means that coverages are now rolled over to support Deshaun Jackson or covering Deshaun Jackson, you know, when, a, when as a... You know, got to have a safety over the top for Deshaun Jackson. Maybe that means more fantasy goodness for Mike Evans. When we come back, though, remember, we're doing hashtag bust week on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. When we come back, we're going to get into my bust for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and we're going to look at that schedule to see if the over is the right play or if the under is the right play. All that and more. You still got time to vote, though, at FNTSY Radio, at Spittin' Speeds. All right? We're going to come on right back here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. 
Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Of course, also on American Forces Radio Network for all the service men and women out there. Thank you for all that you do around the world and our sports byline affiliates listening around the country. Before the break, we were breaking down the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who a lot of people think could be a team on the rise, that kind of sexy, chic surprise pick to make a big leap. And a lot of people think that it is because of their third-year quarterback, Jameis Winston and all of the weapons that they surrounded him with. We talked about Deshaun Jackson already, but I also mentioned that I got to go to hashtag busts because we're doing bust week here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And unfortunately, my bust for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is the entire tight end position. Okay, so I'm talking about Cameron Brait and rookie out of Alabama, O.J. Howard. And here's why. Okay, Cameron Brait last year, He was the seventh highest scoring tight end in all of fantasy with his 57 touchdowns, 668 yards, and eight touchdowns. Here's the thing, though. Remember, I said it before, except for Mike Evans, touchdowns are fluky. I don't see him getting eight touchdowns again this year. And if that drops a little bit, that means he's not in the top 10 of tight ends. And here's the other issue. The tight end position is going to now be split with the new incoming tight end, O.J. Howard. As as you know, if you listen to the Fantasy Freestyle, I think tight end is the hardest position to master in the NFL, making that switch from college to the NFL because you have to learn the entire route tree and you have to learn the entire blocking scheme. Because you are part of technically the offensive line as well, right? And so it takes an adjustment, even for big-time tight ends that are coming into the league. Remember Vernon Davis early on. Remember Eric Ebron early on. These guys did not blow up in their rookie year. I don't think that will happen with O.J. Howard either. Now, my man Corey Parson is very high on him, okay? He thinks that... O.J. Howard is a better talent than Cameron Brait and should be drafted ahead of Cameron Brait. He has him as tight end 11 and Brait as tight end 16. I think they are going to eat into each other's production. And here's the other thing. This passing offense also just signed Deshaun Jackson, like I said, in the offseason. That is going to eat into their target share, okay? So for me, I know a lot of people might be high on O.J. Howard. A lot of people might be like, wow, Cameron Brait was a top 10 tight end last year i'm gonna tell you neither one of these guys is going to be a top 10 tight end this year they're going to eat into each other's production and so that's why when we're doing hashtag bust week here on the fantasy sports radio network the whole tight end position for the tampa bay bucks is my bust but here on the fantasy freestyle chris you know what we do we call them here my fantasy fugazi forget about them he says it's a fugazi what's a fugazi and you fugazi if you think I'm gonna admit wrong. Oh, no, what, what is fugazi? Well, fugazi means uh, phony. 
These guys are going to be phony when you think about it. And so you can go elsewhere for production at tight end. Okay, let's look at the schedule here for the Tampa Bay Bucks. A lot of people are high on them. Um, Remember yesterday when we were talking about the Carolina Panthers, and part of the reason I was taking the over on the Panthers was their non-divisional road games, okay? Their road games, which is obviously harder in the NFL, but they had trips to, like, doormats of the NFL. The Panthers yesterday, when we went over it, they have a trip to go to the Jets, to go to the Bears, to go to the 49ers. That helps them in their schedule because they get the tougher ones in that division at home. It's the exact opposite for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, okay? This division, they play the AFC East this year, okay? And so I thought it was good for the Panthers because they went on the road to New England, but that's a loss anyway. And they went on the road to the Jets, and that's a win anyway. It's the exact opposite for the Tampa Bay Bucks, okay? They get to host the Jets, probably going to be a win. They get to host the Patriots, but that's probably going to be a loss one way or another because people think, happy birthday Tom Brady, that they're going 16-0 and regardless, right? But those two middle teams of the division, those are the kind of matchups that you want to have at home. The Bucks do not. They go to Buffalo in Week 7, and it's on the back-to-back road trip where they play the Arizona Cardinals on the road the week before. So they have to go from Tampa Bay all the way across country to Arizona in week six. And then back all the way across the country to Buffalo in week seven. That doesn't set up well for them. They also, they play the Miami Dolphins on the road week one of the season in the Dolphins home opener. Now I know there's news about Ryan Tannehill today, but we still haven't gotten that. And regardless, it will be the home opener for the Dolphins so I think that does not help them okay so for that reason with the over under that we have up on the poll I am taking the under on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers I still think they are a year away I think the Falcons are still there I think the Panthers are still there I think the Bucks slide in with the Saints competing for the you know to stay out of the basement of the NFL See South. So right now, 43% of the people out there, they agree with me. Let me bring in the bounty hunter, Chris Bavona. What do you think about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, my friend? Do you think that um, Jameis Winston deserves to be as high as the fantasy executive has him as quarterback six? And what do you think the impact of having Deshaun Jackson does to Mike Evans? Do you think it helps him or hurt him? What do you think about the Bucs here? I actually don't see Jameis Winston being any higher than a top 10 quarterback. I will give him top 10. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I, make him, I, I would say he's a top 10 for me. If I'm going to be picking him in GST, I might want to get him in like the 8th or ninth round, okay. maybe. I actually love the signing of Deshaun Jackson for Mike Evans specifically. Really? I think, yes. The ma- it's a matter of fact that Deshaun Jackson, to me, he's always been that boomer bust type yes. of wide receiver. That's why I said for the best ball leagues, it's good. Exactly. And in this case specifically, I think that you're going to have a lot of guys going after Deshaun Jackson as he goes to uh, basically just kind of run. He's basically going to run to the end zone. That's what Jameson Win- James Winston is going to do when he sees Deshaun Jackson. He's just going to see if he can throw it down to the end zone. See if he can out-throw Jackson. Deshaun Jackson, In basically. In PPR right? formats, though, Mike Evans will probably be a PPR beast for that matter. Okay, okay. So, that's what we think. There's definitely some fantasy goodness. I think this offense is going to become more prolific. If that translates to wins for the Tampa Bay Bucks this year, I'm not so sure. I am still taking the under on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right. 
Chris, you know we put the fun in functional sports radio here on the Fantasy Freestyle. In the last couple of you know days, weeks, months, we've been talking about LeVar Ball. I know you mentioned yesterday you don't want to hear any more about it. You know who else doesn't want to hear any more about it? Shaquille O'Neal. Okay, and so Shaquille O'Neal, remember, former rapper Shaq Fu, he dropped a diss track about LeVar Ball, okay? And I know you've been clamoring for it. We teased it a little bit yesterday on the show. So, Chris, I think it's time. I think it is time for us to play. We're going to play, I don't know, about a minute, minute and a half of this. What I want to know is first, we're going to, Chris, when we come back, we're going to analyze here, do we think Shaq was a good rapper? And also, you know, some of the barbs he throws at LeVar Ball, you know, we're going to judge some of those, okay, Chris? You feel good about that? Sounds good. So let's uh, let's hit the listeners right now with Shaq's diss track about LeVar Ball. Stay tuned, guys. Check it out. Dudes talking loud. I don't understand. Walking around like they the true big call of tan. How you think that? I'm about to spit facts. I walk in Reebok in 92. I came out with the Shaqs. I've been doing this a long time. When you was averaging two points right in the pine. You see my T-shirts. You see my feet work. Fall a brand, that was me first You beating me, that's a punch of baloney You think you mailman, you ain't even Jeff Maloney When did you play, huh, what year Oh yeah, you played for Dallas, Eric Dampier You wanna battle these, you better have endurance Before you crash, man, get that general insurance Or get some icy hot, rub it on your back Before you break that, look around with Shaq Sit down, man. You be doing the most. You know your ass is barbecue chicken in the post. First you can beat Mike, then you can beat me. Wake that ass up. You having a dream. And when you wake up, apologize. And bow down to my staples in a statue hanging off the side of the building. Excuse me, arena. I feel like Martin with this flow. Damn, Gina. You've been caught up in a rapture. And when you watch your soul play, look up in the raptors. You'll see Magic Johnson, you'll see Jerry West, you'll see Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, damn he was the best. The fit ball brand trust, I am that. I hope you get the message by telephone effects. Two more things I got to say. You did a great job, I love how your sons play. And Lil Mellow too, attitude hella cool. Jump a wet, wet like two thoughts in a pool. I'm- okay. Okay, okay, that's Shaq bringing that heat. That's Shaq bringing that heat. I got to tell you something. I think it was not bad. Yo, Chris, he was first of all, he's talking about how he did it with his shoe brand back when he was like the first big guy to sign with Reebok back in 1992, saying big baller brand, just trying to follow in his footsteps. He talks about that he's been doing it a long time since he's been scoring two points right in the pine. I think he lambasted him right there. He's also telling LeVar to look up in the rafters where his son plays and he'll see, you know, Shaq's jersey hanging there, and he'll see the statue outside of the arena. I also like that he broke out the Martin reference. Damn, Gina. But then at the end, what I think is interesting is he praises LeVar Ball for his parenting skills. And I think that's pretty interesting. Says he thinks Lonzo is nice, that he thinks LaMelo has got a wet shot. A wet shot. I like that also, yo. We didn't hear it, but at one point he also calls himself the Black Michael Rappaport. So I kind of like what Shaq did here, roasting him a little bit, but then giving him a little bit of a side props for his parenting skills, which, you know, I think is kind of interesting. Uh, Bounty Hunter, what is your take? 
Listen, man, uh, for me, Shaq, I'll always remember the song he did with the Foo Schnickens. Yeah, uh, Shaq Fu. Shaq Fu, can we rock? What's up, Doc? Um, he's not. He, I never thought he was a terrible rapper. I actually thought he was one of the better rappers. That was in his Shazam days, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think it was before that, too. I think he's one of the better entertainers uh, to come out of the athlete world. At, at, especially in the NBA. I mean, like, we talk about guys like Iman Shumpert. Damian Lillard. Allen Iverson, yep. you know, tried it. And, and I think those guys have pretty much just kind of fallen flat, as flat as Iman Shumpert's hair. <laughs> um, Shaq is really the one who has still done it. He did. And you know what? He did it with his diss tracks. He did it now. With Kobe also? With, with Kobe. Kobe tell me how my uh, tastes, who you know? is next? We're gonna find when out. Are we gonna We're gonna find out. Barkley. Let's see. Yes. Yeah, that would be interesting. That would be very interesting. You should tweet at Shaq and ask him that very question. But we gotta keep it moving, though, Chris, because as you know, we are crowning the best sports movie of all time. And yesterday, we had our first one seed go down. The Sandlot did, in fact, take out Field of Dreams. We keep the dream, uh, you know, theme going. We go to the basketball region. Number one seed Hoop Dreams is up against the five seed Space Jam. Now, Chris, I. I know you have had beef with Hoop Dreams for a while, saying it is a documentary and not a movie. But listen, Space Jam is an animated movie, so I got to find out how you feel about this. The other thing I'll ask you, you know, we've had such recency bias here. I wonder if our younger audience even remembers Space Jam. Or if that's too far ago, you know, like, and right now, would it be LeBron, right, instead of Michael Jordan? And who would it be, like, his banana boat crew? Carmelo, CP3, Dwayne Raid? I don't know. Listen, right now, we have another upset brewing, okay? Space Jam is up big on Hoop Dreams with 75%. My man Howie Balaban has said MJ and Bugs can't go wrong. We may have another one seed going down. Bavona, I want to get your thoughts. But first, I know we have to take a commercial break. When we come back, we're definitely going to hear your thoughts on this. But Space Jam is trumping, and I use that pun intended, on Hoop Dreams right now with 75% of the vote and 43% of you say take the under on the Tampa Bay Bucks. We'll see if that line moves, and we'll also get Chris Bavona's thoughts on this movie matchup when we come back right here on the Fantasy Freestyle on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And to the service men and women out there listening on American Forces Radio Network, we'll be right back. Quarterback to receiver hookups, running back depth analysis, rookie values in dynasty leagues, deep sleepers, training camp battles. These are just a few of the in-depth features you will find inside the 2017 RotoExperts.com Exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package. And it's power-packed with so much more, including fully sortable player projections and a custom cheat sheet generator. Plus, you get a full year of in-season coverage as a bonus. Get the exclusive Edge Fantasy Football Package now at rotoexperts.com. Enter free radio at checkout for your special discount. Welcome back to the Fantasy Freestyle right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're going to get to Chris's take on this Hoop Dreams or Space Jam matchup in a second, but I just wanted to mention one thing. You mentioned Allen Iverson in that uh, tirade about uh, rappers, basketball rappers, and I remember I told you about his no-show in Dallas for the Big Three. 
Well, it came out that he has been suspended for one game in the big three seasons. So now Allen Iverson becomes the answer, quote-unquote, to another trivia question of who is the first person suspended in a new big three league. Allen Iverson will be suspended for one game for his no-show. All right, Chris. Space Jam versus Hoop Dreams. I know you don't like the documentary Hoop Dreams. Are you with my man Howie Balaban on Space Jam? You're riding with them? I don't hate Hoop Dreams, the documentary. I hate Hoop Dreams as a movie in this tournament. It's not a movie. If you want to do a greatest of all time documentaries tournament... I don't think I could fill 64... I documentaries. You know what? I think you could. There are so many great ones. And you know what? We could have a whole sports tournament. But that being said, I want to get, get over this. There is no doubt in my mind. You know what? It, yeah, it's an animated movie. But yeah, it's a live action animated movie. It is Space Jam. It's Danny DeVito. It's Bill Murray in cameos. Larry Bird playing golf with Michael Jordan. You really cannot get better than this as a dumb it's a dumb movie but it's a great you know what it's a fantastic movie it's a fun movie there's no doubt in my mind space jam moving on to the elite eight it looks that way let me tell you something space jam dominating the one seed this might be the round where one seeds go down last night it was field of dreams that went down tonight it looks like hoop dreams is going to go down that doesn't mean good things for the other one seeds in this tournament rudy in the football movies and rocky in the wild card region we might have to see what happens tomorrow if rocky can uh you know hold the mantle for the one seeds the last thing i want to tell you because you're never gonna hear this again lineups lock for the first football dfs contest of the season we got a two-game slate including the hall of fame game tonight and i can't believe i'm saying this but based on snap count and playing time i am recommending blaine gabbert as a quarterback in dfs let me know how it works out for you holler at me tomorrow at spitting speeds i'll be here hopefully i'm not eating humble pie come on back tomorrow with your boy dane martinez speeds the spitting statistician right here on the fantasy freestyle on the fantasy sports radio network later